under grace. Now, this is a subtopic under what we've been talking about for about eight weeks. This is week number nine. But for the last eight weeks, we have been talking about trapped by, sir, if you can fix this monitor, I would be greatly appreciative, this mic, uh, trapped by your traditions. Will you say that? Trapped by your traditions. And we have been talking about our believers who are unable to experience their freedom in Christ because of man-made rules and traditions. And we have covered a significant amount of information regarding this subject, dealing with the law, the old covenant, opposed to the new covenant. And again, those of us who are new creations in Christ, we were not born under the old covenant systems of rules, keeping or trying to be justified through the performance of various, keeping various ceremonies and feasts and, and days and that sort of thing. Christ was the substance or the reality of those things that would come. Has Christ came? Amen. And again, just to make clarity on it, when it comes to, you know, we talked about the civil laws, the moral laws, the judicial laws, and we talked about, uh, we kind of focused in on the moral aspect of the law that dealt with the Ten Commandments and the various commandments. Um, do we still keep those? Is it good to keep those? Yes, but it, uh, keeping those, in keeping those, they are insufficient to justify ourselves before God. So it is good to do, but that is not why God, that is not why we're justified because I don't steal, I don't kill. Don't do those things, but our justification is based upon what Jesus did, not how good we are in terms of trying to keep something to be right before God. And we've seen this in the Word of God. Who remembers seeing this? Amen. And, and I want to move on because if I get there, we'll get stuck if we go there. But we've been talking about trapped by your traditions and we stumbled in John a couple weeks ago, uh, and we seen that, uh, of course, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through who? Jesus Christ. So we want to talk about under grace. And um, the gospel message or the good news is God's message of grace. The good news is God's message of grace. Now, notice we talked about being free from the traditions of men. And whenever you try to justify yourself before God through self-effort, and we learned this last week, you either become very prideful or very depressed. And that's what we have in Christendom we have a lot of people who are very prideful or either very depressed. They're prideful in the fact that because they don't steal, they don't kill, they don't bear false witness against their neighbor, they're not committing adultery, and they're holding those things, or, or they think that they're uh, better, if you will, than those who are still being perfected day by day. See, they think they're right because they prayed today or because they did everything right in their eyes. And again, that's too much of a burden to carry, trying to be perfect. Are you with me? So, so, but then to those who can't keep it or those who don't feel like they're measuring up or doing this enough, they become very depressed. And much of what has been taught, and this is not everywhere, but for the most part, uh, Christianity has been made or turned into a performance-based religion. And it's not, our justification is not based upon what we do. And see, again, you cannot preach the good news of grace, the good news, which the gospel is the good news of God's grace. You cannot clearly, one, you can't live it nor teach it if you don't have clarity on what it really is. So how can I present the good news if I don't know what the good news is? But most of what's being presented is if you do this, God will be good to you. If you do that, and you have to realize God is not good to us because we are good. God is good to us, one, because he is good. 
I need to say that again. God is not good to me because I've been good to this week. This week, be good, but God's goodness to you is not contingent upon how good you are. His goodness towards us is based upon the finished work of Jesus. Are you with me? So, so uh, we have this performance-based Christianity. And for some, it has become so burdensome, tumultuous, if you will, so heavy laden that, that many have, again, they, they either become very prideful or very depressed. And as a result, many burn out. That's why there's still a great number of believers who have not bounced back as a result of COVID, because they were, they were pretty much fried, if you will. There was no judgment if they didn't dress a certain way because, hey, I'm watching you on Zoom, and, I, and so I don't have to worry about people looking at me because I'm not looking religious. Huh? They weren't condemned because they missed a Sunday. Oh, man. But we're under grace. Will you say this? God loves me. No, you have to say it like you mean it. God loves me. Unconditionally. See, that means it's not based on conditions. See, you have to get this in you because here's an important thing you need to understand. You cannot walk by faith without having first standing in grace. So it's going to be hard for you to walk by faith if you can't stand firmly in grace. Because, see, it is understanding his unmerited favor that enables you to live in agreement with him. Because you know that even though I'm not perfect, as long as I live in agreement with this word, heaven's blessings, watch this, are still my portion. So if, if, if you're going to walk by faith, it's important that you learn how to stand firm in grace. Are you with me? Now let's look at this, Acts 20, 24. Now notice I said the, the, the gospel message is the good news of God's what? Grace. Christ. Coming down, or in the beginning, the Word. Coming down, being made flesh, suffered, died, raised again. He was seen, ascended. Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And notice when he was on the cross, when he declared, it is finished. Those, those of us, because of what Adam had done... Because we were out of sync with God, now he made us right back in sync with the Father. <laughs> in other words, we're now right, or in right standings now, again, because of Christ's work, not your work. Be good, minister, but my being good is not why God is good to me. See, you have to understand that. And again, and once you really understand grace, as we seen last week, it will what? Make you eager to do the right thing. Are you here? So the gospel message is God's good. See, notice the word gospel literally means good news. Now, just kind of think about, and this is not for everybody, depending on what denomination you were brought up under, did you really hear good news? And some of us were under systems where if we fell short, you have to come get saved again. Come and get saved again. Come and get saved again. Listen to that. So if every time I fall short, I have to get saved again, now I'm trying to measure up based upon my works to be right before God, and you will never do it that way. 
So you can take back all the 999,000 times you've been saved and just stick with the first time I received Jesus. Some of us came up under denominations where you were condemned because of how you dress, how you look. Some still would call some of you heathens because your hair might be of a different color. Yeah. Got a little foundation on. Levi jeans. See, again, your holiness is not based upon your outer appearance. Listen, Christ made us holy once and for all before the Father. Again, notice we're, we're, we're made right by the works of Jesus, not our works. Watch this. Our works should be living in agreement with this word as a testimony that Christ is in me. Not working, trying to be right. Who gets what I'm saying? I'm trying to make this so plain that even the little two-year-old can get this. But we're under grace. And we're going to see that Christ is the embodiment of grace. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? So here in Acts 20, verse 24, now let me give you a little bit about what Paul is doing. He's, he's reviewing his past conduct among the Ephesians. And one of the things he's saying here, but I, I want to make a point, but what he's saying here, he was reflecting on his life, and he considered, listen to this, he considered life, not worth living unless he used it for the work of God. What he was saying is that what he put into life was more important than what he got out of life. What he put into life was more important than what he got out of it. And we should ask ourselves, ourselves the same thing. What I put into life should be more important than what I get out of it. And see, in other words, when you realize that, you won't try to live a life trying to accumulate a bunch of things for the sake of showing what I have. Now, God is not opposed to things, but he's not impressed with our things. See, we, we should be more as like the Paul. No, I'm devoted to preaching this good news of Christ. Why? Because every disciple had been commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel of grace. See, that should be our top priority is to show the goodness of God's grace to other men. Verse 24, but none of these things move me, nor do I count myself dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And watch this, and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So that was his top priority, is to testify, to get out here and share this gospel of the grace of God. And what is that gospel? Again, it is the thrilling message of God's undeserved favor to the guilty, the ungodly, the sinner, those of us who were condemned to hell or deserving of hell as a result of not being a believer. But thank God for his son, Jesus. <laughs> so the good news is God's goodness is extended to those who believe in his son that they might receive what forgiveness sins and everlasting life. Now, let me show you something else. Well, maybe I'll get that. Uh, let's, let's go here. I'm, I, I, Holy Spirit's going to shift it. Let's, let's go here. Let me give you some working de definitions of, of grace. What are we talking about? Under grace. So now we're basically just kind of laying a little foundation here. But you want to get this. Again, if it's not in me, it can't come out of me. And once you get this, you will start looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. And we won't be so judgmental. Uh, I don't think you heard me. We won't be so judgmental. 
Are you here? And we will accept people as, listen, see, our job is not to try to fix one another. My job is to present this gospel of grace to you and let Holy Spirit do the work. And when we understand that, we will extend the same grace to individuals as grace himself extends to us. And we won't make everything conditional even in our relationships. So now we don't reward one another unless we do good. Oh, see, all the parents just look like, oh, man, you messing this up. See, a lot of stuff, even what we teach our children, we've adopted the customs of the world. Make all A's, then I give you this. On a bias system, grading biasly for a lot of people. No, I love you. Whether you make now, want to do, do do your best now. You want you know what I'm saying? Don't be a clown. But even in clown, there's a grace. Because that clown is still your seed. So let me buy the clown some shoes, even when he's not good. Let me feed the clown, even when she's not good. See, that's grace. I know you're clowning, but you come on in here to eat anyway. See, that's the see. We we, we don't we, we're not used to this. Why? Because we've adopted a lot of us the customers of the world, and we, we we're only good to individuals if they're good. Think about it. See, we're not to adapt, adopt the customs. Of this world. See, again, I hear you now. You saying reward my children. See, what do you, what do you, what do you, where did you get that? We're talking about extending grace. And maybe some will course correct a lot quicker if we show them the ministry of grace rather than the ministry of condemnation. See, the law brought about the ministry of condemnation because man, man could never measure up. But when grace and truth came, it was no longer based upon you being able to measure up because he measured up for us. John 1.14. John 1.14. You need to say that. God loves me. And it's, watch this, it's undeserved, unmerited, meaning no work on your part. And that makes you eager, man, woman. John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of, notice, he was Full of grace and truth. That word full in Greek, it literally means completely occupied with grace. Do you you hear that? Christ, notice he said he was full or completely occupied with grace. That's why I said Jesus is the epitome, the incarnation or personification of grace. So when we see him, we see grace. Are you here? John 1.17. Amplify. Let me show you something. Because once you stop relying on your effort to be justified and rely on the finished work of Jesus, it'll make your life a whole lot easier. The burden is removed.
and you don't even have to take, we don't have to, oh, oh yeah. We don't have to take his yoke upon us. Because he was still, that was before it was finished. He was, in that time, he was talking to people because of the Pharisees were laying a heavy burden on the people and, and, and having people to do things above or beyond the word, and it was oppressing the people. So Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are, all you who labor in the art of, uh, all you heavy laden or heavy burden, and I will give you rest. You know what I'm referring to, okay? Now, you can do that, but once it was finished, that burden was over. So we don't have to carry any burdens. Any burdens that we could No, he nailed those. Are y'all here? Look, look. Go back. That was still under the old covenant. The new covenant doesn't technically start until the birth of the church in Acts. So he was still here then, Brother Damien. If you want to take that yoke, that's fine. But I'm saying you are not under that system. So any yoke that you want to carry, it's been re- just rest in him now. See, it wasn't finished when he was saying that. Oh, y'all, I tell you, no, go home, sit on it, meditate on it, chew on it. Then just to come back, let me know what you find out. <laughs> For the law was given through, put, hold on, because some of you look at, put, put, that up, Tim, what I just referenced. Um, for the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor, no, it's unearned, undeserved favor of God, and truth came through who? Okay, now, Romans 6.14, and I expounded on those a while back. Come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Uh, come unto me, all you who labor, for my yoke is either my burden, is light. So he was talking to people then who had been oppressed by the religious leaders. See, the Pharisees were, were bad about having you do something or keeping a rule that they were not even willing to keep themselves. That's why Hebrews, he tells us to labor to enter into this rest now. (laughs) See, then I will give you rest. If you do if we were there then, if, if you follow me, I'll show you how to lift this thing, what they're trying to put on you. But after it was finished, all I have to do now is labor to get in that place that he's already satisfied. Labor to, it, man, let, let, let's go on, because y'all looking like, Pastor, this is just too, totally too much all at one time. You're, you, see, I'm, look, I'm trying to get you to just, Rest in his goodness. You shouldn't be walking around feeling condemned. Feeling like, oh, does God love me because, you know, I, 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 I didn't feel my attitude was quite right this morning. Work on your attitude, beloved. But God still loves you even though it was kind of salty. Watch this. Because of his love for you, that will make you eager to work on that thing. And when you see Sister Alice tomorrow, listen, Alice, I apologize. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just wasn't in the best of move yesterday. Uh, so forgive me. I love you. Let me buy you lunch today. See, that's when you understand God's goodness. For sin... Romans 6, 14. Do you see it? For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law. Of course, we, we, never, we don't talk about all that. We, we weren't even born under that system. But under grace. 
Now, write this down, and you've, if you've been here for any time, you should already have this. Let me give you a worker de- definition for the word grace. It's the Greek word charis, charis, and it means unmerited love and favor of God. Unmerited love and favor of God. It's God's supernatural enabling power. <laughs> it's God's supernatural enabling power. See, no, notice, if he is the embodiment of grace, and greater is he that is in me than he that is, that is in the world, then greater is he that is in me is what gives me that enabling supernatural power. To walk like he walked, talk like he walked, love like he loved. It's his power working through you. Because <laughs> you know our power. We know what our power looked like. Write this down. So grace is God's unmerited love and favor. It's, it's the unmerited love and favor of God. It's God's enabling power. Grace is everything for nothing to those who deserve anything. Let me say that again. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. Go ahead and tweet it. I give you time to tweet it. Grace is everything for nothing to those who don't deserve anything. See, 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 see how y'all kind of feeling that? See that 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 should make you eager to want to thank you, Lord. I'm just thank you. See, let that let that rise up in you. Let it let it empower you to love. That, I, that, don't just let it shake you and move you and hit. No, no, let let it. Yo, when you get out when you get out there today in the real world, let that let it just let it come through you and think think about that yoke. You know, hey hey, get in love, but don't don't do all that in here because. We, we uh, you know, we, we all, for the most part, those of us, those who are here are in no need of a physician. We're not impressed with one another when we shout and run. That's why some of us be looking like, well, when is he going to stop? You're already saved. <laughs> I mean, she's she going at it again. Nothing wrong with that now because we express, we feel good sometimes. But come on, man. After you shout, you got to walk it out. We know if that shout is real, we know if the shout's real based upon your grace walk. Can she love after she shout? Can he speak to me after he done stepped all on my feet and, and wrinkled up my new suit? Will he still be nice to me? So, listen to this. Grace is what every man needs, what no, no one can earn. And what God alone can and does freely give. I say it again. Grace is what, look, everybody needs grace. Notice what I'm saying. Everybody needs grace. Saying another way, everybody needs Jesus. Grace is what every man needs, what no man can earn or what no one can earn and what God alone can and does, excuse me, and what God alone can and does freely give. So God is the only one, again, this unmerited, unearned, only he. Now, we can express that through the lives that we live, but we're talking about in the sense of from a performance idea. You know, it ain't ain't because of what you do. It's because of his grace. Do right. Walk upright. But it's it's his grace that makes us right. It's his grace, not my work. Say it again. It's God's grace, not my work. I'm going to be good but my justification before God 
my righteousness before God is based upon the finished work of Jesus. Romans 8.32. Notice how how I said grace is what every man needs, what no one can earn, and what God alone can and does freely give. He he gives it what? Freely. Now, let me show you this. Romans 8.32. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also what? Freely give us all things. All things. So we don't work for things. My faith isn't to get things. I I don't use my faith to get things. I use my faith to receive things already given. You missed that. Because the things have already been freely given. I live in agreement. I live from the faith of Jesus to receive what has already been freely. I'm not trying to use my faith to get things. I use my faith to receive things. Who did, did you? It was that too. See, if I'm if 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 notice again, we think it's because of what we do. We live from the faith of. Jesus. At no point were we ever to walk by our faith in the sense of what we've mistaken Habakkuk 2-4 for. At no point in time were Israel ever not to be dependent upon God. Are you with me? So we use our faith. We walk in agreement. See, see, if it's already been freely given, if I have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places... See, if, you, if you've already been healed, I'm not trying to use my faith to get healed. You use your faith to receive healing that has already been provided. Who gets what I'm saying? You're not trying to use it. See, he's already healed you. By his stripes, you were healed. You are healed. So if I'm are healed as a Positive pressure. Say, say, did I don't need to use my faith to get to? I use my faith to receive my healing. You're not trying to use it to get here, right? Because you are here. See, we try to do it, and when you try to do it and it's not manifesting quick, you start you start feeling like it's something that well, I gotta pray more, I gotta fast more. Oh, Lord, is it because I ain't speak to, to, to Jody? See, see, it, watch this. Now you're falling under condemnation. And that's what actually blocks the manifestation. Not, not your, no, it's your believing. You have to know that even when you wasn't good to Sally, I, if, I, as long as if, I, if I believed it by his stripes, I, he, I, by his stripes I am healed, and I live in agreement with that, even there are other areas I'm working on, then my healing I will receive. Because, again, it, it, if it's based upon how good you are, now you're making it conditional again. You're saying he will only do it if you be perfect. That's not the God we serve. But unfortunately, that's the God in a lot of cases that's being presented. So I use my faith to. Who gets that? So I'm using my faith. See, again, it's living in a agreement with God. It's saying the same thing that. Right? It's saying the same thing about my situation, circumstances, daughter, as God has said about my situation. God has said, you what? Heal. Who, who, who understands that? See, that, that, when you get the revelation, that, that makes it a lot easier. Man, you mean all I got to do is get in agreement? And the things people are doing, and it's not working. 
Walk around with little mustard seeds in your pocket. Man, having faith granted mustard. And we're trying to do it. Work with you. You, don't, now you want none of that covenant. You don't need now. Just live in agreement with the, what Christ did. It, not making light of it, but people just out of improper information. It's, you think it's carrying a little mustard seeds. You thinking it's going on a strict fast for seven or eight days. No, no, no. It's. Are y'all here? Now, you and your spouse get help. You know, it, but you, you thinking it, ain't, it hadn't come because y'all been at it. So you try to act right for a whole week and it still don't come. And you go back to, see, because it ain't, it ain't based upon, now act right. But it ain't based upon y'all acting right. Am I telling you not to act right? No, I'm saying what you receive is not based upon you acting right. It's based upon you believing right. See, see, you can still be at odds with your spouse, but still believe what God's word said about my. And since I'm in agreement with him, although we don't even speak, we speak in church, we look lovely. But on the way home, we back at the salad treatment. Say amen so they won't think we, I'm talking about us, babe. Because they look at, you know, first, first thing they do when you start talking about your spouse, they look and see the spouse response. He, he talking about him and pastor. No, we, I don't do that stuff no more. I finally got it right where I want it, and things are good. I finally got her to act like she's supposed to act. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just serious. I'm serious. Y'all know. <laughs> I finally got her to act. <laughs> Y'all know we having fun. But th th this is the point. Look, look, all the husband wives look at each other now. Y'all need, y'all good? I see you look at them way. Oh, okay, look at <laughs> I told you. See, you, you told me God not going to be good to me because I been having me good to my wife. Be good to your spouse. But it's your agreement with God that causes blessings to come down. And watch this. And, and when you live in that agreement and understand his grace, it's going to what? Make you eager to treat your husband. Treat, see, who get, see, you have to get somebody to help. Somebody has to, you have to actually want somebody to mess this up for me where I don't understand it. This is, this is so good, so plain, where I, it, 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 it's too, help me, help mess this up for me. Are you here? So things, notice he said he freely gives us. So why are you working for things? Uh, see, listen, we, I understand. You got to listen to what I'm saying now. Matthew 6, Jesus was preaching. He's still on the Sermon on the Mount. God should be first. But see, I'm not going to seek first and all these things be at. See, that, why? Because They've all been freely given now. God should be first. Are you here? See, he was still, his body had not been given when he said that. Oh. See, now you're trying to work in all these things. But see, you're you, you under the things being freely given. Not under, if I do this, then the things will come. Oh, yeah. Oh. How do you see that? Because the word of God lets us know this. Oh, to prove it, you, you know, there are some areas where you've been in agreement with God, things manifest, and you hadn't even been to church. Haven't gave in three months. But you stood on your healing and got it right. Yeah. And you know he went first, but because I was in agreement with, the, with that, I, by him strikes, I'm, I'm healed by a strike. You got that? So if it was contingent upon, oh, man, y'all. See, again, this sounds like heresy. Why? Because I never heard that before. I've always been, see, why? Because you've been taught 
a performance-based what you do in order for God to do. You got to do this in order for God to do that. That's what's been indoctrinated for a lot of believers. So when you hear truth, you, you fight with it. Ain't no way God can be good to me. He know me and my wife at odds right now. Ain't no way that man can be telling the truth. Lord knows the sins that I've done. No way he could be good to me. And people will say that. They think like that. No way I'm deserving. But you are. That's why it's unmerited. Who knows what, who knows what that, what does that sound like? Someone say freely give. It's the Greek word charisma. Okay? Charisma. Okay? It means to extend favor or grace. It literally means God freely giving favor to grant forgiveness or to pardon. So where it says he freely gives us all things, oh, this is the definition I like. It means a favor that counsels. It's a favor that counsels. See, because of that favor that counsels or pardons me, those things are still freely given when I'm in agreement because of the pardon. It's not based upon my perfection now or what I do. Why? Because, I, that, that, because of his favor, that portion has been counseled. Oh, listen, the gift of grace is what makes man fit for salvation, not our merit. The gift of grace. What makes us fit for salvation? The gift of grace. Matter of fact, write this down. The gift, and I'm going to show you, and then we'll get to a place of close. The gift of grace is what makes... Men fit for salvation, as well as places man in right standing with God, not his merit. Who heard what I just said? Repeat after me. The gift of grace is what makes men fit for salvation, as well as places man in right standing with God, not his merit. See, when I say salvation, you have to understand it's in its meaning. His prosperity, his preservation, deliverance, wholeness. Are you here? Your welfare. So he's just not talking about going to heaven. It's those things that come as a result of salvation or the salvation experience. Okay? So it's not based on our merit. Let me show you Romans 3.24. Who's getting this? <laughs> see, see, we still, see, one of the things about understanding the word is understanding how to rightly divide it. What, what period are we in? We were, we were not in that period. God should always be first, man of God. Why? Because he's God and he's, there should not be any other God before him. So I should keep that. Are you here? No, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Guess what? We've been made righteous now because of what Jesus did. Not what we do. Are you here? If he made me righteous, I don't have to seek it because he made me righteous. Under that dispensation, what we did, we were righteous by keeping those things. Oh, who's getting this? See, you, you have to see this. Because, again, it, it's going to be hard to live in agreement, that is, be in faith with what God promised us, minister, if I can't stand firm in grace, knowing that it's not me, it it's, it's nothing I've done. Oh, my faith in your agreement. 
Are you here? Ah. Romans 3.24. And are being justified. Do you see this? Declared free. No, I missed the verse. Romans, no, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 amplified, excuse me. You getting something? So notice we're just still kind of building the foundation. For it is by, it is by, it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved. Do you see this? Actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of, see, there it go, of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Verse 9, as a res- not as a result of your works, nor your attempt, we don't, we don't dealt with that, this aspect, to keep the law, so that no one will be able to what? Boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Or what comes as even as or even what comes as a result of my salvation. No, you did. It wasn't your work. My job is to live in agreement with God. Are you here? Let me show you another one. Titus 3, 5 and 7, ERV. He He saved us, do you see this, because of his mercy, not because of any good thing we did. He saved us through the washing that made us new people. He saved us by making us new through Holy Spirit. Verse 6, God poured out to us that Holy Spirit fully through Jesus Christ our Savior. Verse 7, we were made Right with God by his grace. Do you see this? God saved us that we could be his children and look forward to receiving life that never ends. Last verse for today. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. See, we're righteous now, Brother Damon, because of him. If I'm trying to seek to be righteous, that means perhaps I'm not righteous. If I'm seeking to be righteous, what you're saying is that I'm not righteous. I'm trying to get righteous. He made Christ who knew no sin to judicially be sin on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we became righteous through him or made right through Christ. All right? That is, we are made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious, loving kindness. See, what I I want you to get, what I want you to see, beloved, it's it's not till we get a place of understanding exactly how good God is. See, Here's what sin consciousness makes you do. When you hear things like this, you automatically, you, you start entertaining thoughts of how you can be justified before him or what I got to do, and this is just too good, and you, and you watering, it, watering it down. You, you've, been, you've been, most have been hooked wing, misled. Why? Because we've been taught to perform right, to, 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 and to do this, and to look this way, and to do that, and, and, and it's just, place the heavy burden on people. Yeah. But it's not until we get to the place that we understand, man, thank God. See, when you understand that there's nothing that I, man, think how good God is. You mean to all I got to do is just agree with what he finished? That, yes. That's one of the significant things about him coming to Take the yoke away. Lift the burden. That's why you should be laboring to enter that rest. 
Huh? Not work. You get it? In the sense of to be right. You know, get to that place where you're not working to be right. You believe in to be right. Man, yeah, yeah. See, that's what a lot of men, you're still trying to work to be right. You know, you need to rest and just believe and get in agreement with. Why? Because what Jesus, we just see, made me right. That's what, you, that's what we should be resting in. Oh, that it was his goodness, oh, Lord, and not mine. And that makes you eager to be good because you know that the day that you may not be good. Huh? You know that the day that you may not be good, there is still a favor that counsels. Y'all missed that. Man, let me close because y'all. See, now that's another thing. I got to get you to where you can just sit and listen. See, you've been so used to bumping and jumping that sitting still is, 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 is new to some of us. Because we didn't stand up, sit down, touch your neighbor, slap, three, move, move. Eh, and it's nothing more than a high-intensity cardio session for some. Sit up, stand up, and turn your neighbor, turn this way, turn that way, jump, three, walk, huh, walk around, touch five people, walk around, touch six people. Walk, and by the time you do it, I'm like, man, what did he preach about? I don't know, but I'm tired. <laughs> Are you here? So, high five your neighbor. See, that's, that's cardio. I'm not saying don't do it, but high five. Stand up. I said, well, let me. Stand up. Let's see. see stand up. Can you stand up? Can you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit down. Look to your left. Look to your right. High five your neighbor. See, see, look, look. You do that for 45 minutes, y'all leave soaking wet. <laughs> You're like, wow, 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 I'm so wet. You uh, lost 20 pounds. God. But God is good. Listen, guys, we got to get to the place where we understand the grace of God, his undeserved favor. Not, on our, not based upon our merit. And it's not until you get to that place that you really understand God's goodness toward me is not based upon how good I am, but the finished work of Jesus. Listen, that will make you all the more eager. See, now I don't mind serving that God because it's not oppressive. Because I don't have to do anything for him to be good to me or for him to like me or for him to extend. No, no, that's not the God that we serve. We say this, God is good. God is good to me. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.